everybody, and welcome to the September 18th, 2020 edition of Peaceful Globalist Review. I'm your host, the Peaceful Globalist, Ephraim Josine. And ladies and gentlemen, TikTok and WeChat are officially going to be banned in U.S. app stores starting Sunday. Because this is our biggest national security threat, apparently. You know, if an app used by children to record themselves lip-syncing is our biggest national security threat, I am going to give my sword to the other side. Really, I am. I am. Really, this is our biggest national security threat right now? We got a pandemic raging through the streets and Donald Trump is worried about TikTok. And by the way, there's the obvious fact that the government spies on us way more than China could through TikTok. And the fact that TikTok's HQ is not in China, it's in California. And other such inconvenient facts. And, and again, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, if this were to have happened during when SOPA was going on, or when PIPA was going on, there would have been a coup. There seriously would have been a coup. But don't you worry, don't you worry, this time the president told us it was despite those damn Chinese uh, who you've been told to hate because they're persecuting an ethnic group that you've been told to hate for the past 20 years. Yes, yeah, I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. The American media, the American political class, especially on the right, spent the past 20 years telling us that Muslims are evil, and that we should just nuke the entire Middle East, and that we should invade every country uh, with Muslim leadership. Has Ann Coulter said anything about the Uyghurs? I I'm seriously curious. I'm seriously curious. Uh, <laughs> her biggest issue is that, she, that they're not being converted to Christianity. See, that's why she doesn't uh, like what China's doing. But, okay... All of that is besides the point. Let's talk about why this is actually being banned, because it has nothing to do with national security. And side note, if you want to know why the government does not care about tracking your data, notice how they never go after. They'll go after Twitter for keeping track of how old you are, or Google for keeping track of what you search. They never go after uh, places like 23andMe which purely exists to collect your DNA, in part probably because they fund it. I genuinely, you know, I thought of that over like 10 minutes, an hour ago. I went from not knowing or not caring about 23andMe to convincing myself it's run by the CIA. Because there's no other explanation. You've turned giving people your genetics into a fun internet game. How else am I supposed to interpret that other than that you, yes, you, are being taken, that your DNA is being taken by the government. How else? I'm not getting a 23andMe or an Ancestry.com. No, fuck that. If I wanted to know my genetics, I, or if I wanted to know my family history, I'd ask my grandparents like a normal person. Or call your family members, seriously. There are so many people, so many people who are obsessed with the fact that 1,100 years ago, their ancestors were in Norway or something, but who never actually talked to their living relatives. You guys ever notice that? I've noticed that. That's a, that's a rant for another day. 
the actual reason they're banning this, and I found this on, and I cannot pronounce the guy's name, so I'm not even going to try. It's the co-star for The Hill, who looks, or for Rising on The Hill TV, who looks like an absolute dork. An, an absolute dork. Okay? Like, Will Chamberlain, Ryan Grindusky level dork. Wow, there are a lot of dorks in right-wing populism. You guys ever noticed that? And I say that as a dork. I, I look like a total dork as well. I really do. I really do. But I'm the exception among libertarians, not the rule. Uh, <laughs> no, the first reply I saw was this. Frustrating. WeChat was the main way I stayed connected to my friends in China and was pretty useful for business, too. That's why they're banning it. That's why they're banning it. Right there. Because, and people are talking about how Trump hasn't started an armed conflict. He's the first president in my lifetime to never do that. You know, Woodrow Wilson ran on the platform of he kept us out of war. I'm being serious. I'm being serious. In the 1916 election, Republicans really wanted America to get involved. Well, not all Republicans. A lot of them wanted America to get more involved with the war with Europe. Woodrow Wilson, in 1916, campaigned on keeping us out of war. And Smedley Butler talks about this in War as a Racket, by the way. Then, before his second inauguration... Wilson got us into World War I and then made criticism of World War I illegal. He made the opinion, his own campaign slogan in 1916, illegal. I am near convinced that that is what Donald Trump is doing right now. And that if we elect him to a second term, before, before he's even inaugurated, probably, he will declare war on China. And he's going to stack the court with Supreme Court justices who say you can't criticize his war with China. Who say that actually we have to be at war with China. Actually, we've always been at war with China. They'll turn us into a full Orwellian state. Purely because you wanted to spite China. Congratulations, you didn't actually accomplish anything. You just gave up all your civil liberties, but at least those guys there were kind of spited. And congratulations. Congratulations. And of course, Xi Jinping, the president of China, has said he wants Donald Trump to be president because he's the read. But none of that matters. None of that matters. It's going to be a total Orwellian-style war. It is going to be a total. That, that's why we've apparently always been at peace with Muslims. We have apparently... I don't know when this happened, but we just woke up one morning, and suddenly this is the president who said all Muslims were terrorists, who wanted to implement a ban on Muslims entering the United States, who wanted to create a database of Muslims. He campaigned on all of that, and he's now telling us we've always been at peace with China's Muslims and at war with China. That's what he's telling us right now. That is honestly what he's telling us right now. And that, my friends, is why TikTok is banned. Anyway, uh, by the way, I want to make it clear. 
This is not only a Republican thing. I actually watched Nancy Pelosi's press conference today just because it was on. And I knew when I saw it that most of the conversation around it would be on things like her saying Trump called COVID a hoax. He did. Or her using the phrase Mother Earth, which was this big controversy that showed how silly she was. Despite the fact that's a common phrase that's been used for millennia. Same thing when Biden said that it was Trump's fault these fires happened. Uh, the California wildfires. That's a common expression. He, he was speaking metaphorically. Or figuratively, I guess would be a better term. Uh, but as nobody would be talking about this part. House to consider bill on Chinese goods made with forced labor, Pelosi says. This is from CNBC. Lawmakers will consider two bills next week on goods made with forced labor from China's Xinjiang region, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said on Friday, that's today, with one that would restrict imports and another requiring publicity-traded U.S. companies to make disclosures on supply chains. I want to focus on that part, restrict imports. Now, in case Pelosi's forgotten, because the only thing she can fucking talk about we're in a pandemic, okay? That's why her party keeps advocating for these lockdowns and for these mask orders. Biden is running on mandatory mask mandates. He is. That, by the way, are completely unconstitutional, completely violate the Americans with Disabilities Act that progressives advocated for. And for that matter, you can't constitutionally mandate anything that would make masks effective. Masks are unaffected the more facial hair you have. Meanwhile, there are several religious sectors, like Sheik, for instance, that do not believe in shaving. What, are they just screwed? Are they just screwed? Remember when uh, the government sent federal aid to Muslims and a lot of the food products were made of pork? I remember that. So, her solution, and this was the solution I was making fun of, by the way, with the whole break the medical supply chain thing back in the early episode, just listen to the archives, uh, is that we just stop trading during a pandemic, that we become an isolationist nation during a pandemic, that we can't import medicine during a pandemic. We can export it, though. Pompeo exported something like, I think it was 17,000 tons of PPE off of China. You guys remember that one? Secretary of State Mike Pompeo did that. Pelosi's never mentioned it. Nobody ever talked about it outside of a story or two on CNN. And this show, this show and CNN are the only people who have talked about it in any capacity or in any major capacity at the very least. And there are a couple of Twitter users here and there, like a Brian Moron, for instance, which you should go follow. H however, you guys see my point. The point is what they were trying to do is they were trying to Make it so no matter what, China's to blame. We give China supplies during a pandemic, and then we complain when they're not giving the supplies back, despite the fact they're also in the middle of a pandemic. That's what they called hoarding, by the way. Just wanted you to know that. That's what the hoarding was. The Republicans kept talking about, and the nationalists kept talking about. So we are in a pandemic right now, and I keep stressing that fact. Kids can't even go to school anymore. They have to look at a computer screen in order to go to school now because it's so bad. We're constantly told 
that this is the new normal. Andrew Cuomo said at the start of this, this is going to be the new normal. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Not Cuomo. There's no Q in it. They don't care how many people say I'm wrong on that. It's Cuomo. Andrew Comover. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. He doesn't really have a Comover. Uh, would be funny if he did, though. Andrew Como, if you're listening to this, get a comb over so I can call you Andrew Comover. I'm being serious. You need to do that. And if you do that, I will endorse your presidential campaign. I will. I will. Okay? Uh, <laughs> no, Andrew Como started by saying this is the new normal. We've been told this is going to be going on for a while. Uh, just uh, a few days ago, earlier this week. I think it might have even been yesterday. No, it was the day before yesterday. Uh, there was a hearing about this in Congress, and one of the people from the CDC directly said this is not going to end until, as he put it, the second or third quarter. What's the first or second? It's not going to end until about a fourth till until halfway through 2021. So we still have possibly another three, uh, possibly another half to three fourths of a year living like this. And yet, we also want to ban exports from the biggest country in the world, the country with the most natural resources, or not the most natural, but the country that makes the greatest use of its natural resources easily, the country that has developed medicine for us in the past, the country where a lot of our medicine comes from during a pandemic. And look, we can argue, I normally am anti-protectionism. I really am. But, and I played the clip, I think even, CNBC commentators who have been worried about China, people like, uh, what's the guy's name? I'm going to look this up now because it's bothering me. People like Jim Cramer, who are massive China hawks, have been saying, yeah, guys, now's not the time to do protectionism. And yet we're doing protectionism now. And if you want to argue about the values of protectionism and whether or not we need a medical supply chain from China, whether or not we need it domestically, that's fine. But the fact is, going into a pandemic, the entire world should be involved. We should be developing a cure with the entire world. I was saying that from the start. Now, look at how we made the atomic bomb with, through the Manhattan Project. We didn't just say, we got to break the scientist chain from Germany. No, we invited scientists from all over the world to make the atomic bomb. And you know what? That atomic bomb is the reason we won World War II. Okay? And that was, in my opinion, equally as important. That was equally as big of a generational struggle, okay? In terms of the sheer difficulty of getting people to go along with it and of doing it, those are, now mind you, one is obviously a lot more directly dangerous, but still, you guys get my point. We need to work throughout the entire world to get a cure or a treatment or a vaccine or whatever it is they, we could take that would end a pandemic. And yet our politicians are just suddenly very interested in making sure it doesn't happen. You know why that is? Because they want the pandemic to go on for longer. They want the pandemic to go on for longer and they want you to die. That's what it comes down to. Every politician who says that you should not get medicine from China might as well just be saying they want you to die. The only thing both parties can agree on right now is that you are a greedy bastard for wanting to get medicine from China. For wanting to get medicine for your illness from China. 
if you want medicine for COVID, sorry, shut up and die. That's what they're telling you. That's what both, that's a bipartisan consensus right there is fuck you, die. Anyway, last thing for tonight, um, the Biden campaign is in hot water again, and you know it's serious. You really do. You really do. Oh boy, do you. You have no idea how serious this is. So you guys remember last segment, I mentioned that right-wing commentators would rather talk about the most uh, absurd and banal parts of the Biden campaign, the actual substance, because they don't have any, because they don't actually have any substantive criticisms of Biden at the moment that haven't been long debunked. Uh... As such, they are relying on a variety of tactics, most notably just insulting him because he said ain't. That one remains my favorite. There's a new one. You guys ready? I am. I saw this from Ryan Savindra on Twitter. Now, earlier this week, Joe Biden said that the California wildfires were the fault of Donald Trump. Obviously, he was being hyperbolic. He was referring to Trump's climate change denial, which we can argue about if that's true, if it was climate change, or if it was policies implemented by environmentalists and Democratic governors. That is fair. That's an actual debate we can realistically have. In a fair and in a logical world, we'd be having that debate. Instead, I just said, well, Donald Trump didn't literally set California on fire. Yeah, congratulations, you just learned what a metaphor is. It's the same thing when Pelosi said, we upset Mother Earth. And I remember all these people, I know Matt Walsh was one of them, who was just laughing at her. Uh, glass houses, Mr. Walsh. Yeah, I know, that's obvious. Oh, Ephraim, are you really doing that? Just post your stupid Shrek fedora memes and get out. However, Biden has done one. Again, he committed a hyperbole, which is the one thing Republicans are scared of above anything else is hyperbole. Uh, here's what he said on CNN uh, during a CNN town hall recently. If the president had done his job, had done his job from the beginning, all the people would still be alive. All the people. OK, he's clearly being hyperbolic. I'm not making this up. Oh. Oh. Just look at the data, look at the data. Uh, okay. So, okay, well, uh, you did say you weren't making that up, Joe. Now, I am going to level reasonable criticism against Biden's comment. To be blunt, we don't know if that's true or not. We really don't. We really don't. Uh, we just broke 200,000 COVID deaths today, if I'm not mistaken. Which, by the way, is actually very important news. However, we don't know exactly how much those deaths would have been prevented if we implement these specific pet policies of the administration. Now, mind you, Trump did say that he knew it would be a pandemic before anyone else. And other such comments that made it look like he was doing the best job ever. He knew what was going on and then just did nothing for months on end. Uh, said there won't be a pandemic, said, it's a, said to Bob Woodward he liked downplaying it to not cause a panic. You guys remember that? You should. It was like two weeks ago. And it was also utterly nonsensical. It's based on this idea Republicans have that, oh my god, any negativity, oh my, oh, what are we going to do? We're more divided than ever. Panic is being caused. Oh man, people are yelling at me. I, it's just impossible not to make fun of it. 
It's really not. It's near impossible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But no, if Biden were attacking Trump from that angle, okay, he would have a fair point. However, he really wasn't. He was more just saying, if Trump wasn't president, then all these people would be alive. Or sorry, if the president had done... Well, wait, what do you mean by done his job? That's what he said, if the president had done his job. Um, there was no way of knowing COVID was in the United States until it was too late. And that guy, sorry, he was going to spread to a few people. Now, he could have done a targeted quarantine at that point, and I will agree with you that that's what we should have done. However, is that really the president's job? Isn't that more state governor's job? I know Jay Inslee was too busy believing in climate change to actually do anything. But you think somebody would step in and say, hey, shouldn't we keep an eye on that guy who has COVID? I mean, really? Isn't that, is that really hard? I mean, seriously. Anyway, normally these claims are ignored by fact checkers, and that gets a lot of Republicans angry. Oh, Snopes fact checks the Babylon Bee, but not Joe Biden. <laughs> not Nancy Pelosi saying Mother Earth is upset. Well, that's because there are two sides to that. One that understands that's a metaphor, and one that doesn't believe that. <laughs> and one that that's mad at her. And doesn't believe in climate change anyway. Same thing with this case. There are two sides. Uh, but this one actually did get fact-checked. So I figured to end today's show, uh, we're going to do the Jeff Bezos Washington Post. And I noticed Ryan Savendra. Uh, being the well-known anti-Trumper he is, did not label this Jeff Bezos' Washington Post, even though they've been doing fact-checking since before Jeff Bezos bought him out. Yeah, that was another thing that bothered me about the whole Woodward controversy. Tucker Carlson just called the Washington Post Jeff Bezos' Washington Post, as if Woodward hadn't been doing that exact same type of journalism since the Nixon administration. Really? I swear to God, if Hunter S. Thompson... We're still alive and wrote something negative about Donald Trump. Tucker Carlson would say, well, that outlet is owned by George Soros, as if that's why Hunter S. Thompson wrote that. Uh, so here, for the record, is the Washington Post. Jeff Bezos' Washington Post's official fact check of Joe Biden's hyperbolic statement that was badly communicated. Actually, Biden is making this up. You don't say. There is no data to support this. Wow. Even if the president had moved rapidly in January to deal with the coronavirus and has been able to persuade the Chinese leadership to be even more forthcoming about the situation, even nations that have been praised for their handling of the pandemic, such as South Korea, New Zealand, and Iceland, have suffered from deaths. 377 in South Korea, 25 in New Zealand, and 10 in Iceland. The U.S. broke 200,000 today. What's up, Washington? That's our show, and good night.